That's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Happy I, birthday! Happy, happy birthday! birthday. Yes. It kind of hurt, like the way he like talks so slow. I was kind of just like, uh, "Come on, spit it out!" If you guys uh enjoy getting serenaded by Bobon, he's putting out his entire Christmas album. No, uh, no I'm just kidding. He doesn't have one. <laughs> that would be funny though, wouldn't it? I I don't think I could listen to more than like two songs. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it might put me to sleep. Seconds. It might put me to sleep. Cause that was kind of when kinda he said he said relaxed. he he said something. It was like I love you, and I was like, is he trying to sing I want it that way or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of had like the tune of it. He he had like one part in there where like the, the like he's trying to say like five words in like a melody part that like you can only say like two in, and you're kind of just like, uh, yeah, uh, right in there. Okay, yeah. I, I guess I'll, I'll roll with it. I guess he was like English broken, English broken, <laughs> <laughs> English machine broken. All right, welcome back to the Coast to Coast podcast. First episode of 2021 made it into the new year. Alongside me, as always, Zach Taylor, Sean Filson. Boys, we're now in 2021. Started this in 2020. Wow. Well, look at us. Dude, I I went to a basketball game yesterday. Yeah, yeah an I mean, NBA that, game. Man? I went to an NBA game. I wore a mask. With a Don't professional worry. mascot, I saw. Yeah, uh, he's he's professional. He's, 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 prof- he's, I mean, he's professional. I mean, at least semi pro. I mean, if you want to call minor league semi pro, I, I I would say AJ. He's a professional mascot. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so like our buddy AJ, you know, oh. he, he he was a professional mascot for the uh, sock puppet Amarillo sock puppet so- sock puppet. He went with you. Sawed. Sod puppets? No, it's not puppets. It's sod sod poodles. Sod poodles. Yeah. Sod poodles. Yeah, that's what it is. You went they, with aren't you? they like camels or something? Huh? Isn't it like a camel or something? Sod I don't know. Poodle? Poodle. A sod poodle? Yeah. yeah. That's a, it's like that's minor league baseball. All I can think you. of is like a little like like a, a llama chia pet. Really, Was I don't it, know uh, why. Orlando? That's all I can think of. Um, they weren't. Aren't, were they undefeated? They, they, they had a loss going. No, there. they they had a loss from the game before. Yeah, from Thursday, right? But they were Orlando fans were so hyped up that they started four and zero, and this is the first time ever in their history you, that Justin. they started four and zero. Not with elephant's trunk had stepped on back there. <laughs> <laughs> not with Shaq. Not with Dwight Howard. Not with Rashard Lewis. None of those. They never started four and zero. And who did it? None other than Vooch Island. Yeah, Vooch Island. Aaron Gordon and some some. Um, Marco Fultz, I guess. That's okay, the name you'll I, I need to say, Aaron Gordon needs to play with his afro and not the braids. Because <laughs> when he played with the afro, he's flying high for dunks, throwing stuff down. And then when he's wearing, he was wearing the braids last night, and he couldn't do anything. Maybe he was he bricking like- free throws. Literally, at the end of the game, he got to the free throw line, and... He shot the first one, missed it, and I was like, you're a wannabe Blake Griffin. <laughs> and then all the Magic fans were like, dude, shut up. And then 
he missed the second one too and i was like you're a bust i don't actually <laughs> think he's a bust i actually like him a lot you but, gotta harass him a little bit but look then he I like i want to go to a basketball game with sean <laughs> it's really dude, bad uh, okay I'll, I'll tell you guys more about it but freaking he he like ran down and he fouled whoever was bringing the ball down and the coach subbed him out it was so funny but i went into the game i was expecting to lose so i was like I was talking to this magic fan in front of me super cool dude I, I never got his name never got anything but we were talking the whole time and i was like telling him stuff about basketball like the nba and stuff obviously you know but like i was giving him like insider detail that normal fans don't know like he didn't even know evan fournier wasn't playing yesterday until i told him and he didn't know uh chumo kiki was out for two to three weeks so who was you were talking to again uh, I don't Orlando know. fan that's at the game. Oh, just I told you fan. I didn't know. I didn't know his name. I didn't get anything. I thought talking like some like coach or says a coach or something like that. No, like, oh, Sean got in, bro. Like, he's no, in. I, they, <laughs> they do not allow you to talk to anybody Probably. at all. Like, it nothing. You can't even like stay after and wave to players. They like usher you out. Like, as right, soon right, the, as game, the, the game's game. over, you need to get out. Literally, and I, I was that. like, yeah, I I don't care what y'all are saying. You can you can carry me out of here, whatever. But that's uh, why we need to get media credentials and go. I I was gonna try to get them before I went, but then I was like, eh. you don't have you don't have a work email yet, so they don't. I was like, eh, well, I don't need it that bad. Yeah, it was it was a future, fun game. Future, future I was things. surprised we won. I didn't really want to win. Uh, whenever we kept scoring, I was like, guys, we're supposed to be tanking. Oh, one of the other plays when uh. Markel Fultz did something and just like straight threw it out of bounds. I was like, I didn't know the magic were tanking too. <laughs> and all the fans were like, dude, shut up. I mean, they might as well though. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere being fight for the that, seven. That's kind of how like no, I felt whenever years. we went to that OKC game. Cause I would get like hyped up whenever the bucks would score. And then everyone would just, everyone else would just look at me kind of like, why are you here? Well, who are you rooting for? Go that, that was away. how it was when we... Well, yeah. in a different way, when we went to that FSU game and we were rooting oh, for Duke, yeah. bro, it was like us, and then everyone was an FSU fan, and then like one other Duke fan on like the opposite <laughs> side, Whoa! and we were just like, Whoa! <laughs> let's go! We did this together! Like, it just happened to be like the, the one game we go to is like a Cam Reddish game winner that just yeah. silences the crowd, and uh, me and Sean and this we're one like, dude across the Whoa! stadium are going nuts, and everyone else is just like, like we, we, thought, we thought we were going to get in a fight afterwards. Yeah. No, like, no question. I mean, if, you you're know, around, if you're around the right people at the right time, that's very likely. You know, because yeah. people like, were like, no, cause, cause if people enough were alcohol talking, has been consumed, you know. It, it, pe- people were talking, easy. like, they were, they were talking while yeah. during the game to us. So, like. We, we were expecting something. You so know what's crazy? Running back again this year? I'm down. No. Uh, what? we After the game, we ran into one of our buddies from here. I mean, obviously Tallahassee's only three and a half or like three hours from here, but we ran into Keenan, uh, six foot seven, six yeah, foot eight six, guy. Six, uh, we ran into him just walking out of the stadium. I was like, "There's no way, no way, there's no way." But it was, and so that was that was pretty funny. But, true. <laughs> so this week we are. I got the guys together to do overreactions for the first two weeks of the season. 
So, and I was very confused by this. When I, yeah. when I first heard the idea, I had to, like text Sean earlier today. I was like, "Can you like, what am I overreacting about?" No, it was That's like, "What, what do you?" I was like, "What do you mean by overreact? Like, do you just, like be really dramatic about it or exaggerate he said, on he it?" Said, the New York Knicks are three and three. Not three and three. They're three and three. He's just well, saying normal stuff. Just really excited. Well, right now though, uh, the Suns only down two to the Clippers. So I mean, Justin, they're, go, they're, go they're ahead. They're down four. They're down. So let's let, let's hop in it. So we're gonna do each of us are gonna do one from the east, one from the west, and then one uh, just a wild card one that can be on any either side, anything. Um, so Justin, you go first. All right. So my overreaction for the. Wes, uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know me. I am pretty much going, Suns, they make it to the playoffs. They get them first one round win. That's my hot take of the year. Yeah, Suns overreaction. That's what I'm going to be doing. Right now, they're down four, five minutes left to the Clippers. Or right now, they're five and one in the season. They've beaten some pretty good teams. Start out the season with the Mavs. They lost to the, the Kings and came back, beat the Kings. They've also beat the Nuggets as well. They're onto a really good start. And, you know, I think Chris Ball, he's really, like like I said, floor general, you know. He's okay. going to assume his role. He's going to do great. He's going to let Devin Booker be able to swing out. You know, you get a lot more threes because now you're not forcing Devin Booker to play at that point guard spot. Um, so what, what's your reaction to it my reaction is that they're just off to a great start and everything that we're putting chris paul in i mean it's really going to do you do you think their five and one record to start the season do you think they're going to continue on not your overreaction your overreaction but not not exactly like five and one for the like every six games but do you think they're going to end up they're number one in the league right now do you think they'll end up 50 wins top five in the league like a top five record in the entire nba okay well so the thing is they're doing like there's a couple you have like these weird this weird series thing going on with the NBA this year. They have series versus Denver, they have series versus Golden State, Dallas, uh, and those seem to be the only series that they have. Their schedule's not crazy tough because after this game they go into Toronto, Detroit, Indiana, Washington, and Atlanta, and those are all games that they can win. Um, yeah, I think probably the hardest game that you're going to be facing up there is going to be either Toronto or maybe Indiana. Washington, they've been struggling with Russ. So, I mean, you, they get, they have a chance to really start off with maybe three losses in their first ten games. And, you know, I think that's honestly, compared to last year's, just a really great start. I mean, especially with the way they end is 8-0 and in the bubble. So give me your overreaction end-of-season record prediction. So, season recommendation. I think I said before. Not the reasonable. I want an overreaction based on them starting five and one. How many games are there again? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. Yeah. Wait, not this season. This season, there's seventy-two. Normally, there's eighty-two. Hey, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, fair, yeah. Uh, I would think I was sitting around forty-four, and what was it twenty-eight? 28. Okay, huh? that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I feel like that's too reasonable. I, feel, I, feel like that's I, need, I need more I see, of a reaction. I, I, might, I might call 44. I might bet on 44 oh, easily. Yeah, I'd, I'd take 44. You, no, that, that's what I was predicting early this year, like when they were sitting okay, around. Okay, what, what are you predicting now? Now, now that they started 5-1. and one. They started 5-1. and one. Oh, my God, everything's clicking. What do you got? Give me 52 and 20. <gasps> yeah, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> I, I like to hear that's that. That's what I want to hear. For sure. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so Sean. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next. I'm going to... You know, take another young team. You're staying in the West, right? Yeah, staying okay. in the West, staying in the West. Um, so I'm going to say that the Memphis Grizzlies don't need their two young stars. 
They don't okay. need John Morant and don't need Jaron okay, Jackson. Con- convince me. Convince so Jaron Jackson hasn't played at all this season. Okay, he hasn't played a single minute. I have him and, in fantasy. And that is for it's still it, a lingering, yeah. He's still recovering injury, from right? earlier okay. in the year. Um, so Jaron Jackson hasn't played at all. When you look at their record, they are two and four, which is the bottom of the West. But I mean, it's only six games. You look at it. Jaron Jackson hasn't played, but these games. They haven't been like huge losses. Okay. At the beginning of the season, Jaw Jaw was playing. He played the first three games. They lost the first game only by one. They lost the second game by twelve. Lost the third game by ten. But their first win came when John Morant got injured. John Morant over the Nets. Yeah. They beat the Nets in overtime without John Morant, without Jaron Jackson. And that was a big win. Like, it, it, that game actually came down to the wire to, like, obviously it was overtime, but it actually came down to, like, a very, like, strong, like, set of plays to rack up that win. And I'm – without John Morant, everybody's claiming John Morant is going to be the point guard of the 2020s. So, I'm thinking they don't need him at all. They've won both of their games that they've won this season, have been without him. And without Jaron Jackson, can they lean on Tyus Jones? Can Tyus Jones be the franchise? Tyus Jones. I yes. heard that name Tyus, in a Tyus minute. Stones, please say it correctly. Yeah, Tyus. Brandon Clark, who jump shot looks like it hurts. I, I, I don't even know how to like describe what he did. It's like a Markel Fultz. I don't know what they <laughs> oh did gosh, to it, yeah. but it's just like. If so, you could see me, you'd understand. It's just weird. Some, something that I, I do want to say, it's on like the jump shot thing. It's like, I'm honestly to the point now where like, I'm so tired of people trying to change people's jump shot, change people's play styles. Like, okay, sure. If you want to like get someone to like add a three point shot, that's just, you know, adding onto it. Stop trying to change these people. Like if, if they're, they've gotten to this level and they're this good already, just let them be good. You know what I mean? I mean like, I, th- I think we... T- like, I've seen this happen. At, this happens at every level, whether it's high school, college, or, yeah. or pro, is that people, when someone's doing good, they don't let it work its way out. They let it just... They try and make it even better. It's like, yeah. no. Don't try and make something that's working better because they're at the chance of... You're probably just going to make it worse because now you're doing making them do something that they're not used to. Yeah. Or you have to that's a whole new system, and they're not going to use to putting that into a game. So now it's going to throw everything off, and then they got to try and get back to where they were after that. Yeah, and, it's, 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 it's a very hard system. And, and so much of this like like nitpicking and trying to like make something like change is like you're just trying to make everyone shoot the same way in a way like like that's all we that's all they're trying to do like like changing Lonzo's shot changing Lamelo's, changing um michael kidd gilchrist changing markel's like everyone is just coming at these like oh well like everyone should just shoot like clay thompson like and i i, th- I think that's like something that's like really like affecting like the like not even just the nba but like multiple leagues to where like just they've gotten to this level if they realize like oh yeah slowly change it don't like immediately just draft this player and be like we're going to end up changing a shot. Don't worry about it. Like, that's not how you should handle your superstar, especially someone that you, like, chose to pick. If chose you to trade to, for. Huh? We, we're talking about Brandon Clark? No, I'm just talking about in general. Uh, I'm in, about in general. general. I was going to say, Brandon Clark was one of the top rookies last year, and you're trying to change it. That's not that's not a that's good sign. Like, that's just, not a good sign. Like, let him be, like, individual and, like, how he is with it. Like, do you not do you not trust him? I agree. Yeah, and, and if you care so much about the way that he does something – don't get him. Period. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why is he? 
So mine for the West is Brandon Ingram will win an MVP within his career. Oh, okay. I, I get thrown off. <laughs> so my my re- my reasoning behind it is in the four games that I've watched this season of the Pelicans. Okay, three of them I have seen this man slowly walk across half court, twenty seconds still on the shot clock, and he is just pulling a three in someone's face. Like the confidence in this jump shot right now is through the roof. And that was the one thing that like so many people have like said it was like holding him back and like. He just looked lights out. Like he just looks like nothing is going to stop him. And just from this four and two start, okay, my overreaction is that I think he can become an MVP at some point within his career. We're looking at 24 points per game, 6.8 rebounds, 5.3 assists. Like if you get rid of these like hard and skewed point numbers, like that's a, that's right there up with like Luca last year. I mean, I had like a, I had like an assist and a half. Like you're right there. And especially the fact that like, you're looking at a guy who, in my opinion, has that like archetype of an MVP, like a, a wing, almost a, pretty much a big that can handle the ball, that wants to take over the game, that takes the big shots. Like that's your MVP. So the reason I'm not gonna take that, like, is because I think that the NBA will try to hype up Zion way too much, and they're not gonna let Brandon Ingram be the face. Of the Pelicans yeah. like he should be. Yeah. Like he he should be the face of the Pelicans. But you know Zion is going to be the face. He's going to be the one that people hype up. Even if his stats don't. I'm, the stat sheet I'm looking at right now. Brandon Ingram, 31, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Zion Williamson, 21, 7, 1 assist. And then the first thing I see on GameCast. Zion Williamson. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and, bro. But, and, but that, that's part of the reason why I think that like. Just as my overreaction that I think that he's going to like have the MVP because like if he goes to a different team or let's say like yeah okay. Zion goes do away you think, like do you think Brandon Ingram will win it the MVP that you think he's gonna win do you think he wins it on the Pelicans not if Zion is on that team correct I agree. Un- wait wait un- I will say unless like which I doubt it unless like people just realize okay Zion's like the best number two option in the league whatever some something like something like that but like so I, I need I, a, I need a prediction I think he has to be on a different team on a different team like imagine like him on I'm swap him with like Tatum, dude. He'd be in, in, in MVP talk. Okay, I think that would be nuts. I'll take it. So Justin, give us your first or give us your East one, okay? My East. Oh, sorry. My East. All right. So I was going to do the Cavs, but I'm going to jump into my player one for the East. Russell Westbrook breaks Oscar Robinson's triple double record in Washington. That's not a that's not how, a bold take well, at many, all. How many does he have right now? Three. He, he's, he's at one forty six. How many does he? No. Oh, you're talking. About total. I'm talking career. Oh, you're talking about season. I thought the season would have been a hot take. Oh, he already, he already, he already has the season. I'm talking about beating the season again. Like I'm talking oh. like beating his record. No, again. I mean so right now he already has, let's see, four on the season. So I mean he's already off to a great start. They've played. They're two and five in Washington right now, which. If I'm being honest, I didn't really see this kind of slow start happening in Washington. Yeah, they don't look good, honestly. No, they don't. I mean, they, we they thought, had a big win last we night thought against this the team that they, had they, Nets, yeah. We thought they had a chance to do something a lot better with Bradley and Russ. But really, it's just gone south. I mean, because you've lost, you lost back-to-back games to the Bulls, you lost to the Magic, and you also lost to the 76ers. And 
they were all they weren't blowout games. I mean, they lost by three and one, ten by ten and one, and six and one, and then eight and the other, and which aren't crazy big losses. You know, that's maybe just a you need a couple more changes or just a couple more shots to just go down, and you can win those games. Um, but other than that, I mean, they only and they they beat Brooklyn today, which in a, in a very close game with KD and both Kyrie missed potential game winners. But the way that it feels like Russ compared to last year, because in Houston playing with James Harden, he wasn't able to pull out triple doubles like he used yeah. to, and so he is he's now back to where he was like in OKC by himself, where he puts up you know crazy amounts of rebounds and assists, and of course putting up a double and, and points as well. I feel like this season, you know, there's no reason why he's not going to be able to put up 35 triple doubles. Do you do you think that there are um, – this is just like going off of it. Like, do you think that their losing is going to affect – I actually have two questions. Do you think their losing is going to affect the relationship between, like, Westbrook and Bradley Beal? And then do you think their losing is going to affect Westbrook's chance of hitting this? Wait, say that second one again. So do you do – okay, the first one is, like, do you think – them losing so many games, like if if they, if it, this continues, mm-hmm. do you think the losing affects Bradley Beal and Westbrook's relationship? Obviously, they're they're new together, but like winning obviously makes you mesh well together. I think that's why they're losing is because you have to integrate somebody into a team that wasn't good last year. Okay, you integrate. You didn't have a point guard at all, so it's not like you're mm-hmm. switching him in for somebody. You had Bradley of- Beal. I think wasn't he like top 10 in like possession percentage like it, he so was Bradley Beal had ball. top five usage yeah, rate that's what, that's last was, year yeah. and bringing in a guy who has led the league in usage rate multiple times in his career is something that's gonna affect the team obviously Scott Brooks used to coach Westbrook for six seven years and so he knows what Westbrook likes to do but bringing him into a team two of your starters are brand new to the team mm-hmm. one of them is your point guard which is you're gonna you gotta let it integrate and then Denny Abdia who just came from overseas you have to let that yeah you, you just have to let it go from there you can't obviously it's the beginning of the season and we're doing hot takes but the you when you look at their record it doesn't indicate how good this team is no because I I, I agree with what you're saying there I mean you have, a, you have a different play style coming in because you have two different. You have two guys who were Bradley Beal. He's still putting up 28, 29 points per game right now to start off the season, and you have Russ. You know, putting up triple double, averaging triple doubles right now. Um, you know, it's it's different because you still have to get your bigs in, in my opinion. Uh, which right now, let me try and pull up their stats. And I, I will say real quick, like their offensive rating is still good, so it's not like they're not. I would I would I, w- I wouldn't even say that they're not fitting well together. I think it's more of like a defensive thing. But I mean, their offensive rating. I mean, they're eighth in the league right now for offensive rating. I mean, we're only six games in, six six or seven depending on who's playing. But like, they're they're putting up points, so you don't have to worry about that at all. It comes down to like, can this team defend? All right. So back to the back to your hot take on this. What do you think? What do you think Westbrook? who is currently averaging a triple-double with 19.8 points, 12.8 rebounds, and 12.3 assists. Do you think that he can, can – t- do you think he can average a triple-double for the season? Yes, I can. Do you think he can average the triple-double the entire season? Yeah, because he's, he's done he's it three showing, times in his career. Huh? He's already done it three times in he's his career. He's done it three times in his career, but he's showing the same shades that he did back in OKC where, he, where he's getting the touches that he can get and he's getting the rebounds that he can get. I think there's no reason why he can't put up a triple-double this season for an average. 
And that's why he wanted to leave Houston. That's why he requested to leave because he wasn't getting the usage because, that I mean, he wasn't having the same effect on in Houston as he did with the other teams that he played on. Which I mean, why would you not want a guy who who averages a triple double? Why would you not want to be putting up those stats? And it just kind of shows the effect that. James Harden does not have a positive effect when it comes to teams because of just how many touches and how many shots he puts up. Dude, I, I could go on with that for years. James Harden is not a good teammate. He's not a winner. It's, it's is, easy I mean, to that, see. That's why trying to plug that into Brooklyn, which is a completely off-topic subject, in my opinion, that will just make things even worse. I, I, the thing is, like that team would be deadly like it could be on, the, it, on paper. On paper, and like when it comes down to crunch time, that could be deadly, but like... I think they could like they could cannibalize each other so quickly. Like, yeah, think of, we've seen it happen so many times on so many different teams. We saw it happen in OKC with Melo, PG, and Russ. It, it, it didn't. It, I feel like loading a team with superstars like that that are trying to be on the same level of fandom mm. and superstars it doesn't succeed. Unless, but when you have someone who knows their roles, like in Miami forever ago with yeah. Bosh, Wade, and James, yeah. where you have James as that top superstar, you have. Um, D Wade, D Wade, who knows where his role is, he's dishing out to James, and you have Bosch who's going to be down the paint, kind of just like yeah. with you know the Bulls. It's almost like Rod a tiered system, and they yeah. do it. Well, when you have those superstars like that, they already have like Kyrie and James Harden have really similar play styles, and that's what's going to mess you up. You don't have you don't have a defensive player on that Brooklyn team. Mm -hmm. Like DeAndre Jordan is your defensive player. KD's not a defender. Sure, Joe Alan. Harris is not a defender. Kyrie's not a defender. Who, who's their Jared Allen's is their Jared, Jared Allen's pretty good defense. Yeah, but he he doesn't even play that much because DeAndre Jordan plays so much. Like they don't have somebody that. All right, stick this guy right now. Like KD has always had that in his career. He had Draymond. He had Clay. He had Andre Robertson, Serge Ibaka. He's always had a super defender. Mm -hmm. If you trade for James Harden, you're losing Jared Allen, no question. Yeah. You're losing Karis LeVert. You're gonna have to lose Spencer Dinwiddie, which that doesn't matter because he's out. But having James Harden is like you're not gonna you're gonna have the star power, but you're not gonna have the team to put around it. One thing you mentioned that I kind of just thought of was like, do you, and then we can just kind of talk about it. Like, what do you think? How similar to to you guys does it feel that like Harden's career and their like personalities and the play styles they want to play at? How parallel is that to Melo's career? Think about um, it. Like, obviously, like, we, they, he didn't have, like, the super early – I mean, he was with OKC. He had the early success with there. But, I mean, like, I think I think James Harden has has had a higher, like, ceiling, in my opinion, like, scoring-wise. Like, he – in my opinion, James Harden has, like, changed the game in some way on the offensive end, just the way that he can draw fouls. Like, he's, uh, he's one of the smartest offensive minds I've ever seen. But in the way that they, like – they want the possessions. They want the ball. They, you know what I mean. The way that they're I, so. I guess, yeah, from that standpoint, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. What, what, whether it comes to like actual stats and like going to playoffs and yeah. being the leaders of the teams, it's completely different. But from actual like, from what your position was was with touches and getting the ball and putting up shots. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that similarity. Uh, but you know, I think in my opinion, Harden he's done a way better job when it comes to actually scoring and actually and also making the playoffs year in year out. And I, I think he could prolong his career just for the. The way that like his play if his play style can progress correctly like he could be in the league like a long time he's already like kind of out of shape so it's not like getting older is going to really matter at that point you know all you have to do is stay about the same weight he's already gonna hit threes like i think i think there's another guy you can compare james harden to and that's tracy mcgrady you think <clears throat> when you think back on it tracy mcgrady's one of the 
one of the best scorers of all time. He's not top scoring anything, but he could get you a bucket whenever. And that's something you can look at James Harden and see. McGrady was the mailman, right? No, that's Carmelo. Okay, yeah, you're right. Tracy McGrady was T Mac. Yeah. Um, yeah. so T Mac had a great team in Orlando, couldn't do anything there. He had a great team in Houston with Yao Ming, couldn't do anything there. He had never gone to a conference finals. And he I mean, he had a great team in Toronto and he couldn't do anything there. And you see these great teammates that he's had. Because he was that People blame them instead of blaming T-Mac. Because he, he was with, in Orlando, he was with Shaq and Penny, right? No, that was way before. Way before? Yeah. He wasn't was with Sha- them? No, because he was, he was Orlando, then uh, Toronto, no, then... It was, it was Toronto, Toronto, Orlando, Houston, then like the Knicks and Spurs and whatever. But huh. he never contributed to winning. And that's... James Harden does contribute to winning up t- until a certain point. Because in the playoffs... You're not going to be getting the foul calls like you want. You you see that every single year. The fouls go down, free throws go down, no matter what. And that's something James Harden can't adjust to. And he doesn't bring anything on the defensive end. And I, I hope I get somebody saying, oh, but James Harden got that block at the end of Game 7 against OKC. Wow, congrats, you blocked a two-way player. Is that your first block of the season? Like, bro, it doesn't matter. But... James Harden is not a contributor to winning. He's not going to win a title in his career as a top two, three player. He is a me player, not a we player. That's what I like to call it. And, you know, I've kind of wanted to – okay, so this is kind of be off topic. We're going to do a little off topic thing right here. We're already off topic. We, we were trying are. to talk about Westbrook. We are trying to talk about Westbrook on Harden. Okay. Wait, hold on. Are you, are you talking about Westbrook – or, I mean, Harden in this? No, I mean, hard relates to it, but no. I okay, mean, let me say ca- one thing before you Go do ahead. Okay, everybody talks about how Westbrook just pads his stats in games. Okay. Westbrook, when he pads his stats, it contributes to winning. When James Harden, when you look at him, he is an actual stat patter. You look at it, he's drawing the fouls, he's going only for points, begging his teammates to shoot grabbing every rebound he does the same things that people say westbrook does but he just doesn't get I, see, trashed for it I, I no i see i see that with hard you know people and people don't bring it out as much i mean for some reason like i saw that i saw a tweet the other day um where it talked about how russ gets blown up out of the water for for something for stuff like that but and it showed something with Harden, and i think maybe i can't remember who the other guy was with it that, Probably like, Curry and Lillard. They I don't it get might, it. I, no, it was Lillard. Yeah, it was just like how they do that, but no one even mentions it. But they do for some reason. Russ gets blown out of the water for that type of stuff, and I don't understand why. Like Russ is like one of the most hated guys in the NBA. I think like, it's for like his offensive play, just, just for the fact that like people don't like the way he plays offense. Like he he's fun, but like explosive, it, but he's not like pe- people like the stupid little uh, little step back. You hit a three over someone's face. Like Westbrook didn't do that. No, Russ people is a, like threes over dunks nowadays, and it's like. The, the reason people like three-pointers over dunks and why Steph Curry is so revolutionary is because kids can do that. Mm-hmm. Kids can hit these threes. Yeah. Kids can't dunk. Yeah, I, I agree. Like these, these second graders can watch this and be like, I can go outside and shoot a three-pointer. Okay. I can't go up and dunk. I like that, I like that, I like that comparison. That's a good comparison to it. I mean, but Russ, he brings out – he, he's aggressive. You know, there's not – I always like – 
the idea of being aggressive in any sport just for the fact that it means it shows that you want to compete and win. I mean, that's why Jordan was great. That's why Kobe was great. And that's why LeBron's great. I mean, they're aggressive players. And that's what that's how winners are made. But, okay, go to my topic, though. I don't know how much you guys really kept up to it. College football, you saw a lot of players opt out for bowl games. Big bowl. Like, for Florida, for instance, they had Kyle Pitts, Gadarius Tony. Travon Grimes all opt out for a New Year's Six Bowl in the Cotton Bowl, which is like one of the top three greatest bowl games of all time, biggest bowl games. For they go to the NFL draft, and they get blown out fifty-five twenty by Oklahoma. All right, and they had four defensive starters who were very significant as well also leave, and they, that's what led to them being blown out. And Coach Dan Mullen said the last game that the the Florida Gators, the twenty twenty Florida Gators played was eleven days ago. He said that in a press conference after the Oklahoma loss. And I agree, but my point here is do we see that sports are becoming more of a greed thing and it's more about me instead of we when growing I think, I think up sports, about a, sports were all business, about more we. business oriented. Yeah, it's like the thing is how do you all feel about that? Because I don't enjoy it because I understand you make your money, be a pro about it. But the thing is, it's not about it's it's with the the touch of when you started sports was it's all about the teamwork and we yeah. and it's now gone. It's gone away now in the 90s. We still saw that it, it wasn't really about because if it was really was about me, we would have seen Pippen Lee. We would have seen Jordan Lee. We, we saw a we thing in Chicago and not a me thing with Jordan. You know, that's yeah. what we saw. And But now in today's world, we see it in football with like guys like Antonio Brown, Jamal Adams. We see it in basketball with guys like James Harden. It's all about me. And I, I, it's like I just hate sports are not what sports are made to be anymore. What do you, you go? You go. I'll, I'll say something in a minute. You go. So when when I'm looking at it, what you're saying, people only care about fame and money these days. The but that's why I don't like. I I know that it's <laughs> something that those are the things I don't like though. I I, I know it. that I, I but that's all it. that they care about nowadays. When you look at it, like James Harden, he knows there's rules. He knows all this. He's gonna go to a strip club either way. He he doesn't care like. All he cares about is he's making his money either way. Like these fifty thousand dollar fine, bro. That's like finding me a dollar from my paycheck. Well, wow! Congratulations. Maybe five. Maybe five. Maybe five. Fifty thousand. He makes forty million a year, and finding him fifty thousand—that's nothing. I guess. Like, it, it's just people that you have to restrict things to a certain extent. Obviously, you can't do that in college football. Like, these guys already have what they're going to be. Yeah, you can upgrade it a little bit, which we saw. You, you've been saying all year, Najee, Her Najee whatever, whatever Najee his name. Harris. Yeah, he's been second-round projected, and he got boosted up to the first round yep. with his performance, with his flip. That's the only reason he got hurt. <laughs> no, yeah. but, I mean, but it, if it's not going to benefit them way more than they want – then they they don't care about it like it doesn't matter to them okay so here's my question then then i understand you want to make your money but then you're not playing for championships essentially then you're, you're really not you're playing for yourself and to make your money and make your career and think about it if you were to actually play for we instead of me i keep saying this but if you were playing for the we factor instead of the me factor 
look at the look at how many different championships do you think that you're going to be making like players would be having here who would you think we would have rings so i i really don't know who would have rings that's i i could say one definitively who carmelo anthony okay when he that's, signed that's, that's that 128 popped in my head yes when he signed that 128 million dollar five-year extension with the knicks instead of going over to the bulls yeah that was straight money he could have gotten $20 million less and been on a very competitive Chicago team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He would have fit perfectly, but all he cared about was the money. And that playing for the Knicks, you get the money, you get the fame. That's New York. I, I think the the problem that I see, like, just like, kind of separating from all of it is, like, obviously, like, people want their money. That, that's just, that's kind of part of the game now. That just is. But the thing is, like, it's, like, it, it's, it's the, it's this growing fact that we have to start balancing this player empowerment. Like, obviously, like, that's that's the root of it. It is. It's we're like because if you if you think about it, if we took everything out, okay, mm. like salaries are complete out of everything. Mm. Best players all want to play together. They want to win. Mm. Okay, so then we start paying them. So then it's like okay, well let's limit each team so they have an equal chance. Okay. Yeah. Well then, then it comes down to if I'm not a superstar, first of all I don't get choice on where I want to go. Because you're you're just not a superstar. You you're lucky if more than four teams want you. Okay. Yeah. So then the next tier goes down to if you're not good. If I if I'm offered forty million to play somewhere that's bad, that's my whole well being though. That's like you you got to think like think okay. but you, like if you take even as bad as like like you yourself like. Like, Justin, I want to win every... Me and Sean played fantasy football for the first time this year. And we were the two people in the in the championship, okay? Yeah. Right, because we I, wanted to win. I wanted to win. I did... I don't know a lot about football, straight up. But if you tr trivia me, I might be able to guess a few players. I, I will say this. Compared to where I met you, like, met you guys back in March when we started this thing, and then compared to now, your football knowledge has grown a lot. No, and, and that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And, and that's with no money on the line in our league our league was just for fun yeah I, if money I, was that, on the line that was, that was we want to win even more so that's why i i think in my opinion the best way that we can change it to where people want to win and it's fair is it has to come down to some way to where your money is incentivized based on accolades yeah okay. you get contract it, incentives and but no it, but i think that should be the majority of your money Okay. To where, to where it's uh, well, like, okay, if your team makes this this conference, you get X amount of bonus. Like, it shouldn't be like certain players get certain bonuses based on this certain thing. Like, every player should have incentives based on where their team lands. You can't – well, I know what you're saying, but you can't just change that now. No, no, I know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, perfect like, world, like, that's how you'd have to do if it. If you would have started doing that way before, that would have been – like, you could have done that and it would have worked great. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know how you would – like, how, how do you think they would balance for, like – to, to make sure that all teams didn't people just didn't stack up on one team like a Celtics rerun from the like 60s well you look at it and the one of the things that could go wrong completely with that incentive thing say say you have seven teams whatever and KD's on one of them his team is expected to win the conference finals because they're a great team KD gets injured mm -hmm. he just loses out because he got injured like he just say, say all his money is in that incentive, thirty million dollars incentive to make the finals. His team loses and loses right before the finals because he got injured. So he's just out of luck because he, like he he loses thirty million just because he 
blew his Achilles or something. I okay. mean, there, there's things like that with like lower level like NFL players. I mean, what's the dude on the Saints that just got like 500 grand for catching eight balls today? It's um, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. He caught eight balls today, and he and he hit an incentive to get five hundred thousand right there. Okay, yeah. so but like basically, why we need things like that, like okay. the, like actual money that matters to people for well, incentives. A, like, a lot of people have, like I know Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid both have those. Where I mean, some of them are unrealistic, but if Ben Simmons makes all defensive first team, he gets like a five hundred thousand dollar, so and that that's not incentivizes. Really a lot, though. I mean, it isn't. But I, I know what you're saying it is something. I, I mean, okay. that, that's. You can't make an incentive be yeah. so much of his contract. Yeah. I just want to see sports go back to where they were. Let's think about it. You know, the greatest dynasties are what? The Bulls in the 90s. I guess you could. Celtics in the 60s. Celtics in the 60s. And, you know, Lakers in the, in, in the 2000s. Spurs. Yeah, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. You can say them as well. Then I mean, you I guess Yankees. you could say the Warriors, kind of. You, I guess but you could. I mean, you yeah. still it's bought your sure. team. They, yeah. I mean, they still kind of bought their team. Uh, the Lakers didn't buy their team as much in the 2000s. They bought this last championship, though. Um, the, the Yankees back in the 90s and early That's 2000s. That's 100% bought. Huh? You just buy everything. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, from, well, that's from, the thing. From, well, 2000, no, no, from 2005 no. to 2015, they bought like well, every no, single player. Their, their Fab Five was it wasn't really bought. They were there from the beginning. That 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 dynasty was built, in my opinion. Yeah, but there's like they bar- there's barely they a salary cap guys. though. There's barely a salary cap, so you can just go buy everyone. Well, they they drafted those guys. They drafted they drafted Mo. They drafted Jeter. I mean, like the, those were the main two of it. I mean, you, all you do is I, they, they bought they bought they, okay. They bought that last championship with a Rod. They bought yeah, that. I mean, okay, I'll say that. All right. But and then also, uh, what's around the uh, Patriots? They they didn't buy that. They didn't buy their they didn't buy their championships. Brady he took a pay cut pretty much mo- all of his career for the, for 20, 20 seasons because they wanted to win, and they well, did. That when you look at it, that is kind of buying a team when your when your star player when you're bought in, yeah. Like when your star player takes below just so you can get better players. That but that's technically what I'm could he, be that, where that's you, making it a we situation instead of a me situation. Yeah, I, okay, but there's still both sides of it where it is still technically buying the team, but your but star it, but player you're also is the into one. the team. You're buying into the team, I not just, just buying. Wait, here's, the team. here's my point. I just want to see athletes and players go out to try to win. Like that's their focus instead of being the because Brady's focus, Belichick's focus. I can guess you can say Jordan's focus, Pippen's focus. None of their focus was. I want to get the most money I possibly deserve. It's I want to get my rings because let's let's be at the end of the day, who are known as the greatest athletes? The guys with the most rings, right? Kind of. Brady, Brady, yeah, and kind of. Ba- Brady, and, and not football. in basketball, but yeah, yeah, everything else, yeah. I mean Jordan. I mean with six rings. I mean he's he's yeah. But you got like Bill Russell and like Sam Cassell and all these people who have like way more than six though. Yeah, but th- those were also different eras as well. So it, it, it changes things up because the way the game changes. But I mean, I guess with baseball, I mean five well, for Jeter. When, I mean, I no. mean Aaron Rodgers is compared to Tom Brady all well, the time, and he doesn't have and accolades. But I mean, that, I mean, yeah, one, but right? that's what it's not all about rings i guess the younger fans and the people that don't have knowledge on anything like these these kids that are on instagram and some on twitter and that are like yeah tom brady's the best there's no question jordan's the best i mean jordan is they've the never best, seen anyone else like they don't know yeah and they just like rings are the first thing you see that they don't go below that and read the stuff that we do where it's like he averaged 28 this season okay he averaged 29 the next season like they don't see that from people but you 
Do you guys see my point though that I'm trying to make? Oh, I know, I know, I, I get it. it. I, I, sports are not what sports are used to be and what we're made to be. Well, I, I think it also, I th- actually going back to what you're saying, I just thought about it. it kind of the whole lottery and like picking system kind of doesn't help that though. If you think about it, like okay, we incentivize winning, but yet if you win, you got the worst chance to get the best pick. Think about it. So if you know but that's that you, just so that you can try to make it more no, no, fair. I, I know the reasoning for it, but like if you think about it from like a first principles thing, like okay, for example, if the Warriors are the best team in the league, if they don't think a hundred percent they can win the championship, why wouldn't you just lose every game and get another star player in your team? I mean, they did. I mean, if, like, but I'm saying, like, if you if the, let's say that KD or um, let's say KD had come back, uh, and then those two got hurt. If KD just sits out and they lose, they get a stupid high pick, get the second pick overall. That team's even better. You know what I mean? So it kind of we don't incentivize it at all. Like if you think about um, when it comes into like even like the way we pick. I mean, I, I don't think it's the wrong way we do it. But if we're trying to do like what Justin's saying, like that doesn't help us. Yeah. Because it. It's well, if you like, incentivize, if you incentivize winning, like say the Warriors win the championship, they get the first pick in the draft. You could just buy your team. You get you could be like the Lakers this past season. Be like, all right, we'll just trade whatever, get Anthony Davis. We already have like we paid LeBron to come here. We can just buy everybody, go win a championship, get the first pick. Okay. Like they, obviously, that's not what you're trying to say, but that's yeah. what came to my mind when you were saying. I, I, that. I just think it forced the way we have our like draft set them system set up is more even with like even NFL. NFL straight up, there is no lottery. Like if you're the worst team, you get best pick. Yep. So like, I almost feel like it's it forces you to either be short-term winning sided okay. or long-term losing sided if that makes sense there is no way to set up a long-term winning sided you know well i, I feel there like are. There, i mean there, the spurs did it well, the think, thunder did it this past yeah, being 11 like, years just neutrally good i but guess that, but well, that's, that what kind of plays into that i mean for football in my in my opinion it is taking that pay cut like the patriots like, because if you want to have a long-term winning, you're not going to be able to pay these players what they deserve all the way throughout their career. Oh, and you're going to have to also make players, which is what I mean. The Patriots. So did then, for their so then, do you career. think they have to lower the maximum contract per team then? Because well, wouldn't I mean, that, make, wouldn't that limit it? When you get your main key role, which was Brady, you add guys who are not going to be guys that expect the million dollars of contracts, like the Wes Welkers, the Amy, Danny Amendola's, the Chris Hogan's, the James White's, the, jo- the Julian Edelman's. You're, you're not going to expect that main, that huge contract. That's why you have to make them good, which is. Coaching is a big part of it, but the thing is, I feel like coaching, it's no one makes players good anymore in, in sports. I mean, it's, it's very hard to find that situation where, I mean, like, because what? It, it takes who a who really would you good say is the last to... coach that made NBA players good? Like, and that, like, that weren't, they weren't like something where they came to that team, like, they were already good. Eric Spolster this past season. I feel like, I feel Spolster. like Spo, yeah. Spoh's underrated for that for sure. Yeah, Spoh's like Spoh, 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 Spoh done that for over, did. what, 14 years now? He's Wait, like, what'd you say? Spostra's done that for over what, fourteen years now? He, he came to the team in uh right before or right when K D got there. Like he was there the season right before. KD? So eleven. Or LeBron. LeBron. Was like, what, what, so what, what so like ele- eleven. Yeah. So like he's been there years. for like eleven okay, years. So, but right. like Spolstra, Brad Stevens, Greg Popovich. I don't even think Brad Stevens is really there. Yeah, I don't though. know if you can throw Just Brad because like, I mean, Tatum's already could. good. No, Jalen Brown wasn't supposed to be good. Everybody was saying Oh yeah, he's not spe- like he. You shouldn't have picked him at three. Jay Crowder, he was not good before he went to the Celtics. Isaiah Thomas was only good when he was with the Celtics. True. Before before he went to the Celtics, he was a mediocre player. 
once he went to the Celtics, he was a top five MVP candidate. You, you can relate that to like Danny Amendola at the Patriots, because like when he played for the Patriots, he was like a, a probably a top twenty wide receiver. Well, yeah. top and that 30. that's something that comes with coaching, with putting people in the right play, like the right right place, the, right the position right time, to yeah. succeed. Yeah. It comes from you can't buy or you can buy your team obviously but to build your own team you kind of have to do what the thunder did and i i only say this because i know everything about the thunder westbrook wasn't supposed to be what he was you had to build him to what he was harden wasn't supposed to be what he was nobody knew he was going to become that everybody wanted ricky rubio at the time everybody knew kd was going to be that but once kd left once harden left sergi baka was the 24th pick in the draft all right, here, let me, let me relate it to the Spurs. Manu Ginobili was the 57th pick in the draft. Tony Parker was 29. Tim Duncan, obviously, first. But you you still have to get those role players to play around them. You have to build them up from where they were. And it's just you have to have the right people. Because Tim Duncan, he, w- he wanted to stay with the team. He just wanted to be – he wanted to build a culture, and he wanted to stay there. Okay. You just have to have the like Tom Brady. He wanted to stay with the Patriots. And that's what. He that's why to he took pay cuts. That's why those teams were so successful. When you look at the teams that were that had these dynasties, you had that star player who was like, "Who wants? To I stay. want this to happen." Like, well, there, there has to be someone who's that leader and puts that driving foot forward. That's why there's Duncan. That's why there's Jordan. That's why there's Kobe. That's why there's Brady. That's why there's Jeter. I mean, that's why there's all these guys where they get, were there for the beginning of their career and they played it all the way throughout. I mean, Brady left this past season because I mean their time there was just done. Um, you know, they weren't willing to pay Bra- Brady these last two seasons. He he wanted his money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, that's what D-Wade did. That's why he left Miami to go to Chicago. Got a fat contract. Yeah, I mean, you get $30 million and you don't deserve $30 million, but, I mean, you get because it. Because you're D-Wade and you have your ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, you got to get your money at some point, but some when you look at it, these players like Gordon Hayward, that I wanted to bring him up earlier. He goes and he's going to get his money. Like, he would rather get his money now because you don't know when your career is going to end. Like, Andre Robertson got his $30 million contract, played half a season, and ruptured his uh, patellar tendon. Never going to play NBA basketball again, most likely. You you don't know when yeah. your stuff is going to end. So that's why these players are taking their money when they can get it. It's obvious. And, I mean, I don't blame them at all. If I was in their position, I want my family to be set up to be successful. And that's what I was saying at first. Like, in the end, like, you got to kind of think, like, you start playing a sport, no matter how bad you love that sport, your whole goal is to make it to the big league. Why is it to make the big league? So you can get you paid. Because you get paid and you're locked in for you. And it's the three things in like so many books are. It's like it's like safety, wealth, comfort. And all if you if you or safety, love, safety, love, and comfort. If you have all three of those things, then you can literally do anything. And having a job that pays you that much, it c- knocks out one of those right there. But there's got to be some guys who want the glory. As they're for. I mean, yeah, but but not. I feel like that's not really that important. Really, I mean, like well, it, I, it is. You want that, but like, what do you what like do you want that glory for? For because you got paid. Kind of view it. If you spent your entire life to get here, yeah, you want your money. Yeah, you want your wealth. You want your comfort. Yeah, that's what you want. The thing is, you've worked. You spent your whole life here. Why waste it just for that money? Go get your glory as well, or try to. But you least. gotta have, you gotta want your worth though. That's the thing. 
you, you want to be valued. You want to have Okay, both. but you also want to be remembered. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but you're not remembered if you're just some role player on a team, though. Like, that's, that's, na- I'm na- not talking na- role players. Na- so. Name who was the backup middle linebacker on the Patriots when the last time y'all won. Like, you don't, like he was on the team. He got the glory, but you don't know who he is, you know? Like, well, you're so only going to remember the stars. About those guys. That's so, not so, the guy so, we're so, talking like, about. So, like, no. that guy needs we, his money, Right. Huh? That guy, that whoever that backup middle linebacker, he needs to go get his money because there is no glory to, for him to get. Correct? Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. But I'm, we're fo- I'm focusing more on the stars okay. standpoint. Okay. You know, like I'm that's, just saying like I, because saying that, players that's in what this whole thing started about. Because the stars who are just wanting me instead of making we like Harden. That's what I mean, that's kind of what this whole subject that we just went on a 20 minute spiel about was. Yeah. Sean, your East Conference. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll stop that. I I was thinking I was like we might just need to put that in its own like little twenty minute episode and you well, know like, just like edit this and make it back into. We wanted our... to do what three of these? We might as well just do two each, west and east now because we're at fifty two minutes. Yeah. Episode, so so. so what I'm gonna we're going east now. So just pick one. What I'm saying. 76ers are the best team in the league this season. No questions asked. They're gonna mm. win the championship. It's over. They're five and one. Five and one. They have the they best record today? in the league at the moment because the Suns lost, by the way. So uh, yeah, I know, I just saw. Yeah, uh, the 76ers have the best record in the league. They're both five and one. The the Suns just lost. They were five Dang, and one. They Google, lost to the Clippers. Get your stuff together, They're five and two. All right, make but, it um, uh, forty eight and twenty. Uh, yeah, they did. Forty nine and twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you look at it, they have a eight point differential between their points and. Uh, the opponent's scoring. And that is messed up because of the one game that Joel Embiid was out. They lost by Mm 20-something. So when you look at it, Joel Embiid should be front-runner for MVP right now. 25 points per game, which is 11th in the league. 12.6 rebounds, which is third. And then a 27.89 PER, which is sixth in the league. Yeah, all right. I agree with that. Currently, he's shooting 53.9% and 40% from three. Now, obviously, this is the beginning of the season. He's going to regress to the mean, and it's going to maybe not go back to normal, not, not what it was last season, but this season, it looks like it's contributing to winning because they're undefeated when he plays in yeah. games. They got Ben Simmons, who looks like a def- defensive player of the year candidate, averaging 1.5 steals, 1.5 blocks, and causing havoc on the other end, or like causing havoc on the defensive end. They have two 20-point wins and a 15-point win. Their one loss, obviously, like I said, was without their best player and Joel Embiid. But the biggest factor in why I'm choosing them is Seth Curry makes this team Nuts. unstoppable. Such nice. We were gassing up this pickup uh, during the offseason. We were, and yeah. I still think it's the yeah. best pickup. I, I didn't say this before, but I think it's the best pickup playing wise that's not a superstar in the league Dude, off the dribble shooting threes point guard and you just put it with ben simmons yeah period what I, why i say he's perfect he's averaging 16.2 points per game right now yeah who who knew that was gonna come no one i only wanted like 11 i i, I only wanted like two, 11 or 12 two and a half still threes, seth, 11 right? points do what Shout out to seth right seth yeah, yeah. so he's available he's in 16.2 points per game no he's not he's on my team no, you picked him up. Yeah, hey. I, wait, wait, no, I beat Sean in fantasy this week, though. What was the what was the split? Uh, I think it was like five three. I don't know. I still have like yeah, a lot Lu- of players left. Luca didn't play. Yeah, get out of here. Continue, Sean. Um, he can let Simmons play off the ball. Let him cut. Obviously, he's not a perimeter 
shooter, but those cut a six foot ten guy cutting that knows how to cut, like Lou Dort knows how to cut. He's only six four. If you be big six four though. Uh, well, yeah, but Ben Simmons six ten, big like he's built kind of like Lou Dort if you look at it. Mm. Um, he lets Ben Simmons play off the ball. He's averaging four assists a game, which doesn't sound like a lot, but just like when you when you looked at it and when he was in Portland, when Seth Curry was in Portland, the reason that the the Trailblazers went to the Western Conference Finals that season was because when people were double teaming Lillard, Seth Curry was able to catch the ball yeah. and create. And he forced them to when they double teamed him, he could create with a 4 on 3. And that's what that's what he's having to do with the 76ers. And shooting 51.5% from three on five and a half attempts a game. It's just, it's insane how like much one player can change it. One non-superstar player can change a team. And And that's what he's doing to this team. And what I, I I don't know about best team in the East, but I'll buy into that. No, I'm saying best team in the league. Oh, they will have the best record in the league this season. Overreaction succeeded there. I'll give you the reaction to that. But I will say the big thing is like, their guys who aren't defensive studs aren't getting headhunted enough. That's the thing. Because they, they have the best defensive rating in the whole league by over a point. Like, their their defensive rating is literally below 100, which is nuts. I, I, be, I believe last season the Bucks won and ours was – or the Bucks was like 108 or something, was the best in the league. And they're at 99.7. And, again, that, that should be a lot lower – but because of that one game where Embiid was out, it does bring it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know best in the I'll let it roll. I'll let they, it roll. They have the best record right now, and I say they stay around a 800 60. winning percentage. 800 Damn. for 72. What is that, like 50, 53 or something? 56? 53 or 56? I don't know. I could do the calculations right now, but I got it. Seventy-two times point eight, fifty-seven point six. So that's that's a lot. I say I say they that's get fifty-eight wins. Four, 14 okay. losses. The only reason <laughs> that they good. would not for the get <laughs> the only reason that they would not get that much is if they keep resting people or if they rest people at the end of the season. I think fifty. I'd, I'd give you like 52 or 53, but 58 is still too much. 58, 58 is my is my call. Put it in the notes. Put it in the notes. Put it in the notes. Hot take. This is, this is your we like lock in or this is just out. for over the overreaction? Bro, we need an overreaction because okay. they started 5-1. Well, still five and still one. put it in there. Put it in there, though. Wait, wait, wait. Can I you play can put like a little a, star next to hold it. Hold on, hold on. I want to put, put like a little a, flame emoji next to it so it's overreaction. Hold on. Can I, let me play, let me, we should make a hot take sound. Hot take sound? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Let me see if I can do this. Guys. So are we doing – we're doing three each still? We're going to do all do one more after this, right? Uh, or you want to just – Choose, choose whichever one. one you want okay, I'll just do to one. do first, and yeah. depending on what time we have, okay. then we'll, we might be able to – So mine is going to be – Um. So so I was deciding between two of them, but – So mine's going to be this year the tides are changing in the east. Okay. So, Raptors, Heat, Bucks, they're out. And uh, welcome to the playoffs, Cavs, Hawks, Knicks, period. All three of those teams are already out of the playoffs. All three of those teams are in the playoffs. So, that's it. Uh, To be fair, I was going to call. Bucks are in the playoffs, by the way. 
Well, because they literally, because someone lost. I love when I did my standings. Really, they weren't Brooklyn in. Lost. Okay, I was gonna say Raptors don't make the playoffs, but me, I called on our podcast when it was just me and Justin for um, uh, what was it Climber Crash? Climber, cl- climber, climber crash. crash. I said Raptors wouldn't make playoffs, so I can't. I can't. I can't be my hot take. Even though I did call that, yeah, you did. So no, 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 I did. The Cavs, I was, I was thinking. Oh, I'm about, shocked by the Cavs. No, I now that was like I texted Sean and I was like, "Look, this is my East pick. They're fighting for that eight, eight, seven, or eight seed, man. Like that's that's what they're doing. Like, I don't. The thing is, our team's not good. No, they're not. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like. And Kevin Love's team. out. <laughs> Kevin Love is out right now. I couldn't name one player on their team that I like to watch. Sexland, baby. College Sexton. I, I no, not Sexton. Sexland. Yeah, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton put together Sexland. Sexland. That's literally what they call him. No joke. That's their nickname. Huh. Yeah, I'm like Cleveland's like beat. That's literally what they call him. Sexland. Yeah. Kind of stupid, but like I don't know. Th- those three teams are honestly playing very well. I mean, like uh, me and Sean, me and Sean talked about it before we start recording. Julius Randle looks nuts. Woo! That that, uh, was that, that was that my, was that was Sean's third one was Julius Randle was gonna becomes was a, becomes the top twenty player like he's been projected I mean, all star. I had I picked him to be on the all star team last year because he was so amazing playing with the Pelicans. And you go to the Knicks and it's like you're the only guy. I I figure that you're gonna be scoring. I I figured you were gonna do what you did what you're doing right now. I figured you were gonna do it all year last year, yeah. but you didn't. And I mean Bum. the. His play is almost hurting your rookie of the year call. Honestly, he's he's injured right now, so it well, doesn't, I, I it doesn't know, even I mean, matter. Well, yeah, but like if he was, like he's gonna hurt the fact that like especially if he continues playing like this. Because I mean, we've seen Julius Randle pop off like this, kind of hot. We he had, he had that streak of like, I think like ten or fifteen games when he was on the Lakers, where he just everyone was like, all right, we're finally starting to see it. And then we saw a few games whenever he was on uh, the Pelicans and. I mean, do you think you think he can hold it up? Or? You know what's crazy? Hmm. He's tied for eighth in assists per game. Kind of nuts. And he's a power forward. He's not even like known for passing either. That's the thing. I mean, he was a pretty good passer in college, but seven point two assists. That's kind. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's more than how much? It's more than Luca has. I was gonna look at some of the Cavs players. Trey Young averages eight point three. He said seven point six. 7.2. 7.2. He's one less than Trey Young. He averages two more than Darius Garland, or one more than Darius Garland. The exact same amount of assists as Ben Simmons. That's nuts. That is. That's insane. That's I, nuts. The those teams, the the ones, I obviously I think it's going to regress to the mean. Both with the teams that are usually or that were projected I'm, to be bad, I'm, I'm, they're going to regress. You put, can you put the Raptors not making playoffs on, on my thing? Oh, I I believe it at this point. Minute, I know, but I but you can episode was it forty three? Also, Curry just dropped sixty two points. Aw, swear? Yeah. No, yeah. he did not. He just dropped sixty two. He's wait, that's his first time dropping 60, 60 plus, isn't it? Uh, because yes. his MVP years, he never broke fifty seven. No yeah, way. he just dropped sixty two. No way. So, uh, and Lillard and CJ combined for sixty, and this man got sixty by himself. That's uh. Why did you? You gonna have to do this all season, bro. You really are, especially for our standings, Collins. They gonna you gonna need that. No, his, his career high was fifty four. Hmm. Oh, I knew that because he has the same as KD. Yeah. His, so new career high for Steph. Just breaking news right here on the Coast to Coast podcast. First to break it. Um, 
Yeah, Woj just tweeted it after I already said yeah, it. Yeah, we so. beat him. Sorry, Woj. Sorry, Sorry Woj. Woj. Yeah, time stamp that, Sean. Get out of here, Woj. Um, Woj bomb? Nah, Coach, 10, Coach 10 bomb. 10 p.m., you called it. Yeah, 10 p.m. When, when's the Woj tweet? Uh, 10 or 3. Uh, get get, so it, get it together. Wrap yeah. us up, Justin. Yeah, hey, Woj, you ain't on our level, man. Uh, coast to coast. Big news coming up here soon. I mean, we're going to tease that a little bit. But yeah, we're that. we're episode what? This is 48? 48. 50? Wait, wait, wait for the 50. Wait for a little 50 bomb, and we gonna, we gonna, we got some something special. All Definitely right. something for 50. All right, later. Later.